Welcome to my world. I'm Ash, your host of The Highly Sensitive Astrologer. Come and sit with me while we explore the power of sensitivity through the language of the universe. Together, we'll explore astrology, herbalism, intuition, and most importantly, becoming empowered as sensitive souls. Welcome back! I hope that you enjoyed last week's episode on using your natal chart to guide yourself through the timing of your day. I know for some of you, that was probably a lot to take in, and some of you are probably taking that and running with it and starting to apply it to your life, in your decision making, determining how you can shift priorities over the course of the day. So this episode, we're going to be changing gears a little bit, and we're going to be focusing on three tools that I have learned for overstimulation. And if you're a highly sensitive person, you probably know what overstimulation feels like. Um, This is an experience that a lot of highly sensitive people have, or people who are just really sensitive to sensory stimuli in general, whether they identify as a highly sensitive person or not. You have probably had an experience where you have been somewhere, maybe you're at home, maybe you're out in the world, maybe you're at work, and you're taking in a lot of stimulation. You're taking in a lot of sensory input. And that sensory input could look like noise. It could look like loud noises. It could look like soft noises, but there's just a lot of chattering, people talking, or even sometimes people have issues with nature sounds like birds singing can be too much for people. You might have had this experience of feeling overstimulated when you're talking to your partner or you're making a decision about where you're going to go for dinner and you're sensing what the other person is feeling, what they would like to do. Maybe they feel overwhelmed about the decision-making process. And so you're also feeling overwhelmed about the decision-making process and you might have a tendency towards people-pleasing. And so you want to make choices that you feel like are going to make that person happy. And so there's just a lot of emotional kind of sensory input that's coming into, into play. You might have had this experience where you are outside and you're really warm and you are maybe even enjoying being outside, but the temperature is just making you get irritable more easily. And maybe even you go inside to go get a drink of water or cool off a little bit. And then your partner or your roommate or your mom comes in and says, hey, can you go and, you know, change the laundry, put the laundry away. And you might feel overstimulated and you might feel irritated and angry. And you might feel like, where is this anger coming from? You know, I don't even know where this anger is coming from, but I just feel so frustrated. I feel so overwhelmed. And why do I feel so overwhelmed? Because this should be something that's not a big deal at all. 
I know one of the ways in which I always saw my parents get overstimulated, especially my dad, who is a highly sensitive person, was when he would be taking me to school in the morning and he'd be driving and I would start playing music. And I could even be playing music that I knew that he liked. But the stimulation of the sound of the music first thing in the morning was too much for him. And so he would just turn the radio off. There's so many different ways in which you can experience overstimulation in your daily life, we can have totally different triggers. And so it's going to be unique to everyone. But I did want to share three things that I've learned in the last six months that have really helped me with my overstimulation. So the first tip that I have learned is a really simple breathing technique. And I learned this from a teacher of mine named Suki Baxter. If you go onto YouTube and you search for Suki Baxter, it's S-U-K-I-E. She has really, really extremely helpful videos and content and teachings around how to manage overstimulation. Um, She talks about a lot about your vagus nerve and explains that in a way in which I am not able to explain to you. So if you want to know more about like the science behind overstimulation, behind sensory overstimulation, I would definitely check out her YouTube channel. And She's got lots of tips and tricks on there too. So head over there. But this is a a breathing technique that I learned from her. And it has, I'm not kidding you, changed my life. So there's two different ways that you can do this breathing technique. And it's best to just experiment and see which one works best for you. But the first way to do this breathing technique is a double inhale. What I like about this breathing technique is that this is something you can do literally anywhere. This is a very simple breathing technique. You're not touching your face. Like most people, when they look at you, they wouldn't even know that you were doing this. This is something that I do. Like if I'm in a restaurant and I feel overstimulated, I'll just go to the bathroom and do this for a little bit. I also tend to get overstimulated before I go to bed at night. And so this is something that I've started doing before I go to sleep. Also, like if I'm having a conversation with my partner or a parent or I'm on hold with somebody on the phone and I'm getting really frustrated or I hate the on hold music that they're playing. This is something that I do. I do this breathing technique like I don't even know anymore because it's become so integrated into my daily life. I'm doing it so much that it's become just this like second nature thing that I do whenever I'm feeling overstimulated and it really, really helps me to get out of it. So I like the double inhale and the way that that works is to take an inhale and hold. And then after you have reached kind of the point that you feel comfortable, you're not like inhaling like to your maximum capacity, you're just inhaling naturally, but deeply and then hold. And then at that point, After you pause, you take another inhale. So it sounds like. So that's inhale, 
hold, another little inhale, hold, and then an exhale all the way out. And if I do this even just a few times, I immediately feel the sensory overstimulation start to drop off. So I really encourage you to try doing this right now. Like I said, what I love about this is it's something you can do anywhere. You can do it in a very pronounced kind of way, but you can also do it in a really subtle way where somebody probably wouldn't notice that you were doing it and get yourself calmed down, bring some of that stimulation down in really any situation that you're in. So I'll just do it a couple times here with you to give you the chance to practice it and see how it makes you feel. So inhale, hold, inhale, hold, exhale, inhale, hold, inhale, hold, exhale. So the other option that you can do is the double exhale. Now I find that this doesn't really help me as much on a day to day basis, but it is a breath technique that I incorporate from time to time, depending on how I'm feeling the level of stimulation that I am. So it's the same idea you take and you would breathe in to, to get started, just normal breath in. And then you would exhale to the point where you feel like you're done naturally. And then hold. And then exhale again. And hold. Inhale normally. Exhale. Hold, exhale. So experiment with it if it feels good to you. This is just a technique that has really, really helped me and I wish that more people knew about it. I wish I would have learned this like a really long time ago because when I'm overstimulated, I have a tendency to get really irritable and frustrated. And this breathing technique has really, really cut down on that for me. It has really helped me feel less overwhelmed, less overstimulated, and just be able to feel like I have some kind of control. And so I really love it. And I highly recommend that you give it a shot if breath work is something that feels good and safe and um, useful for you. So the second technique that I've learned that has really helped me when I'm in a state of overstimulation does usually require me to not be in a room with other people. Where And that's why I started with the breath technique, because I feel like it's something that you can do even if you're around other people. So this technique, and I'm actually going to kind of talk about two different techniques that I find useful in kind of different ways, but it's both of them involve using your eyes. So the first one I find works best if I'm in a room and I'm resting, like sitting on a chair, sitting on a couch, 
sitting on my bed, whatever it is, if I've had a really stimulating experience and I can get into a room where I'm not sitting around other people, or even if I'm sitting around other people, but I'm not expected to talk to them or engage with them in any way. And it sounds really simple, but this technique is literally just sitting and allowing your eyes to move around the room and noticing where your eyes are falling and how long you're able to hold your eyesight on one specific thing. So when I first sit down and do this, if I'm feeling really overstimulated, my eyes might move around a lot. I might have a really hard time holding my focus and attention on any one thing. So like right now I'm sitting in my office and my eyes might move from a painting on the wall to the curtain, to the cabinet, to a light that I have hanging up on another wall, to my office chair, to my door. And the idea is to just allow your eyes to move, notice at the pace that they're moving and what they're drawn to looking at. And if you can do it for, you know, about five minutes, that is really useful. And as you allow your eyes to just move from object to object to object, eventually you might find that there's one specific thing that you can look at that really captures or captivates your attention. And maybe you look at it and you start to notice some details in it. Maybe you notice the folds and the blanket. Or you notice the shadows that are created in all of the little pockets. Maybe there's a color that you really like. It makes you feel good. And so you focus your attention on that. And in doing this, you might notice that you start to come down from your overstimulation, that you're able to look at something that feels soft, inviting, happy, and it opens up a different kind of sensory experience within you. And if you allow yourself some time to really just take in that object that you're looking at, you might notice your state comes down and your awareness opens up to this specific thing that feels inviting and pleasant for you. So if I'm able to remove myself from a stimulating experience and I can easily access a chair or someplace to sit down, then this has become one of my favorite techniques and it usually doesn't take a super long time for it to help me calm down from feeling overstimulated. Now, the other technique that I like to use 
um, with my eyes. And I learned both of these also from Suki Baxter in her Nerve Apprenticeship, um, which is really amazing. And I haven't finished it yet, but even just the few things I've learned from her have been so mind-blowingly huge for me. Um, these techniques have really, really been a game changer for me. So another eye technique that she teaches is going for a walk. And rather than looking directly ahead or looking at where your feet are going, opening up and looking out of the side of your eyes. And not in like you're literally turning your eyes and like looking out of the corner of your eye, but going for some kind of walk or movement and just allowing yourself to sense out maybe 10% more than what you are when you're just looking straight ahead. I like to do this when I'm walking specifically. If I had a had a really overstimulating experience and I'm able to remove myself from the situation and even go for a walk around the block or down the street or something like that can really help to just allow my vision to expand and notice everything that's passing by me, the colors, the shapes, the uh, shadows, all of that stuff that's coming out from my peripheral vision. So that's basically what you're doing. You're kind of moving away from looking at what's directly in front of you and allowing your eyes to take in what's happening in your peripheral vision. And this can create a sense of safety and openness. And then as I keep walking for a few minutes, then I kind of start to come back in and allow myself to focus more on like what is directly in front of me. So those are a couple of tools that I've learned to do with my eyes. And I personally find those really useful. So the last technique that I wanted to share with you is one that is probably not going to be something that you can just remove yourself from a social situation, remove yourself from a room with other people to do, although at times you might. And this is a journaling technique. I like to do three pages of handwritten journaling every day. I don't do it every single day, but I like to do it every day if I can. And this comes from The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And this is one of the things that she recommends for creative people to just brain dump, write without any concern about that anyone is ever going to read what you write, that anything that you write is bad, that there should be any kind of judgment, just writing three pages without judgment. So I like to do this every single day because I think it creates a kind of a clean slate for my senses. So, because there's like that internal kind of sensory experience of our worries, our anxieties, the way that the air conditioner sounds that can grate on our nerves over the course of every single day. And then there's the external stimulation. And so if we're already in like an elevated sensory state, 
thank you for being a part of my world and I so value you coming on this journey with me and exploring the power of sensitivity through the language of the universe. I hope that you will come along next time and check out the upcoming episodes for more details on everything I talk about in this podcast, everything I mention about my work as an astrologer and an herbalist. You can find out more information at ashgravity.com. And I also invite you to come and follow me on Instagram where we go deeper and to our connections uh, as sensitive souls at Ash Gravity. Like if I've had an argument with somebody or I had a phone call with someone and they made me really upset and I feel really overstimulated, I feel really hot, I feel really like everything is too much to take in. If I can go and sit down and write in a notebook with a pen, if it's accessible, it is for me until I feel like I don't have anything else I want to say. Usually in that process, I will make some realization around what is actually upsetting me, which might not have anything to do with what somebody told me. It might have to do with the fact that I need to vacuum and seeing all of the little crinkle paper on the floor is really getting on my nerves. Or I have something that I've had on my to-do list for three days and I haven't gotten to it yet and my anxiety is kind of getting the better of me and then somebody is making a lot of noise or my dog is barking and that's the thing that just kind of pushes me over. So it's like morning pages, but it's more of like a response. So you could use it both ways. Like you could do your three pages longhand writing or one page longhand writing. And then you could do that every day as kind of like a preventative measure for trying to keep yourself out of getting into overstimulation. But then also if you're in overstimulation, I find particularly in scenarios that have to do with other people for me, this is really useful because I write down everything that I want to say to that person, but like I know it's probably in my best interest to not say all of that stuff to somebody else. Um, and so in the process of writing everything down, I can get some clarity around what it is that I'm actually feeling. But the key is that you have to do it without judgment. You cannot hold back. If you're holding back or you're not allowing yourself to do this, that's usually a sign that there's something deeper that wants to come out, but you feel blocked to expressing it. I also recommend to people if writing is not your thing, I think keeping a journal is really important for sensitive people, but I know it's not everyone's jam um, or you have life stuff that just makes it seem not accessible. You can record a voice memo on your phone. You could record yourself just talking, saying all of the stuff that you wish you could say, all just totally free, full, open self-expression with no blocks, talking into a voice memo. Now, some people have issues, trauma, whatever you want to call it, around people opening their notebook and reading it, people accidentally listening to their voice memo, and that's something that would stop them from doing this. So to you, I say, delete it. Take the paper after you're done writing on it, rip it up and throw it away. 
put it in a fire safe bowl and burn it. Light it on fire safely, please, with, (laughs) uh, you know, be smart about it, but like get rid of it. You can rip it up and throw it away. You can, you know, burn it, whatever feels good to you. And, or if it's a voice memo, you can just delete it in some kind of ritualistic manner. And once you get rid of it, once you allow yourself to just completely fully express what you want to say, then it doesn't have that same level of power and control over you. It's like you're telling your body, we're letting this go. And that can help to bring down overstimulation in certain situations. And my little bonus tip is something that I have not incorporated into my life on a really high level. I've only been doing this for less than a week, but I recently got a pair of noise reducing earplugs. I ordered them from Flare, I think is the name of the company that I ordered them from. And these are little silicone earplugs that you can put inside your ear. They have a hole in them, so sound can still come through, but it kind of muffles the noise. And I am telling you, when I put these on, I could not believe it. I did not know how much little sounds, even around my house when I'm working from home, bother me throughout the day. Like I mentioned earlier, our air conditioner in our new house is kind of loud, I think. I think it's like mostly normal, but I'm very aware of it. I think maybe because my desk is right by the air conditioner. And so I have started wearing these earplugs even just around my house when I'm working. And if I am going to go out to the grocery store, I'm going to go run on errand. I'm going to go out for dinner. I've started experimenting with using these earplugs. And for me, they really work. They really help a lot. Um, I am obviously, you've probably picked on it, very sensitive to noise. Um, Mostly like people talking and building noises. I've always been really sensitive to And this really helps me. So that might be something for you to look into. If you're a highly sensitive person, you, like me, have probably gotten targeted ads for these too. I've been thinking about getting them for a few months and I finally did it um, at the beginning of Leo season and I'm really happy that I did. So I'll probably report back on how well those are working for me in the future, but I did want to mention that as kind of a bonus tip if it's something that you have been thinking about doing or if it's something that you are not familiar with and you'd like to check it out. Then it only takes a little bit of sensation to move us into that overstimulation. And so taking the time to write down all of the things that are inside of me that need a place to go, even like the really, the stuff that I would never say to anybody, like the really mean things that I think about people, the judgments that I have towards others, the judgments that I have towards myself, the anger that I have towards myself, the frustration, literally all of it, writing it down writing down the to-do list, the thing that is nagging in the back of our brain that we don't want to forget, the thing that happened to us when we were in third grade and we still haven't gotten over for some reason. All of that going into our journal, our morning pages. Now, if I'm in an overstimulated state, I will go and do this again. 